Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We just got done with Richmond Raceway for both the Truck Series and the Cup Series, and I don't know if there's really too much to really be super excited about in this race. I mean, I was kind of being a pessimistic, thinking that this race wasn't going to be as good compared to the other short tracks like Bristol and Martinsville, and I was right, but you know what? We're still going to talk about them. There's definitely a few takeaways, and we're also a quarter of the way done with the 2021 season, so there's definitely a few takeaways there, but first things first, let's focus on this weekend. Let's look at the final results for both the Truck Series and the Cup Series race at Richmond Raceway. So for the Toyota Care 250, this is for the Truck Series race. This happened on Saturday. We had a total of 11 cautions for 79 laps. Man, these guys love to wreck down here in the lower series. That's almost one-third of the event. We also had nine different lead changes amongst six different drivers. In the end, though, it was the number four of John Hunter Nemechek getting his second victory of the 2021 season for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He is your winner of the sixth race in the Camping World Truck Series. Finishing second, we have the number 51 of Kyle Busch leading 26 laps in this race. Finishing third is the number 26 of Tyler Ankrum. Finishing fourth is the top finishing rookie, the number 18 of Chandler Smith. Finishing fifth, we have the number 13 of Johnny Sauter. Finishing sixth is the number 38 of Todd Gillen. Finishing seventh is the number 99 of Ben Rhodes. Finishing eighth, we have the number 98 of Grant Enfinger. Finishing ninth is the number 32 of San Meyer. Good finish for him. And round out the top 10 is the number 16 of Austin Hill. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 10. We have the number two of Sheldon Creed, just barely missing the top 10, finishing 11th. Haley Deegan for the number one machine finished 17th on the lead lap for this race. Rafael Lazard, he finished 7th in both of the stages, but unfortunately got into some trouble there near the end, finishing 23rd. And rounding out the field in the 40th position is the number 40 machine of Ryan Trex, ending his race on lap number 44 with some rear gear issues. And that's is your final results here for the Truck Series race. Now, there's a few things I want to take away from this race. First things first, it wasn't the most exciting race at all. It's probably the least exciting race for the truck series so far this year what a surprise coming from Richmond Raceway but one thing I was noticing was the most action happening on the racetrack was not up front not even in the top 10 hell not even in the top 20 I'm talking about the drivers between 30th and 35th who was that Norm Benning and Jennifer Joe Cobb some of the biggest field fillers here in the truck series and they were going at it the entire time we had at the beginning, we had Norm Benning taking out Jennifer Joe Cobb, which I mean can be understandable. She's usually in the way, but Norm Benning, you're running at the same exact speed, but it's okay. Jennifer Joe Cobb was able to pay him back later in the race. The only problem I have with it is that she said, oh, I think something broke on the front end, and it just so happened that the number six was right there. You know, the guy that I was pissed off about. What are you, Matt Kenseth from 2015? I believed him more than I believed you. And then Michael Walter saying, well, you know, uh, NASCAR should really say something about these guys. These guys should take it on to pit road and not dealing with it out on the racetrack. Are, are you kidding me, Michael Waltrip? 
You want to honestly see that fight happen? Norm Benning is almost 70 years old and Jennifer Jo Cobb is 47. Not to mention the fact that Jennifer Jo Cobb is a woman and then Norm Benning is a senior citizen. We don't really want to see that scuffle down on Pitt Road. The last time we saw a scuffle kind of similar to this was back in 2013 with Travis Quaffle. Uh, obviously, that was a little bit different since, you know, it was domestic violence and not after a race altercation. But still, we don't need that action happening on Pitt Road. We need to see that action out on the racetrack. NASCAR, you know the art of revenge in racing is so freaking sweet. We need to see rivalries on the racetrack from the front all the way to the very back. Hey, and speaking of the front, did you see what Kyle Busch almost did there on the final lap with his teammate? He almost took out John Hunter Nemechek for the win. Obviously, he missed going into turn three and four, but that kind of looked a little similar to something. Let's go back to 2016, where we had Carl Edwards and Kyle Busch racing for the end for the victory at Richmond, out of all places. And what does Carl Edwards decide to do in turns three and four? He decides to give the bumper to the number 18 of Kyle Busch, and you hear DW going, oh, golly! That's a teammate! Yikes! And what does Kyle Busch do? He acts all pissy in the press box, won't answer anybody's questions. So, I'm a little suspicious on this one. Five years later, it's now okay, even to do to your own drivers down in the truck series? I don't know about that one, Kyle Busch. I think that's kind of a petty move there. And also, we already know how easily you can piss off your drivers there at KBM. So honestly, I'd be a little nicer to them. You got a little lucky there that John Hunter Nemechek never got hit and got the second victory for your team. Just be grateful that someone else besides you is winning in your equipment. That's all I got to really say for the truck race. I mean, there really wasn't much else to say. So let's move on to the ninth race in the Cup Series race. Let's move on to the Toyota Owners 400. All right, so before we get started on looking at the final results for the Toyota Owners 400 race, let's first just be grateful that we did not have a rain delay in this race. Thank God, it was a clear day. Well, actually, it was a little cloudy at the end, but at least we didn't see any raindrops, so I'm just thankful for that. Now, we did have five cautions in this race for 39 laps, three of them thrown by NASCAR and two of them for having drivers spin out. We had 20 lead changes among seven different drivers. It sounds like, oh man, what a very exciting race, but most of it was due to pit road. There's a lot of people on here who led one whole whopping lap, and that was about it. So in the end, who was the winner? Was it going to be a Toyota, since it was the Toyota's owner 400, like Denny Hamlin, Martin Trex Jr.? Was it going to be one of the hard-rushing Fords, like Joey Logano, or maybe Brad Keselowski? Nope. It was the Chevy, the number 48 of Alex Bowman for Rick Henrik Motorsports, getting his first win of the 2021 season and his third in his career. Finishing second, the winner of Stage 1 and Stage 2, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Finishing third, we have the number 22 of Joey Logano. Fourth place is the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Finishing fifth is the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Finishing sixth, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Seventh is the number 24 of William Byron. Eighth place, the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Ninth place, the number 21 of Matt DiBandetto. Round up the top 10, we have the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Finishing 11th is number 12 of Ryan Blaney. 12th place, we got the number 9 of Chase Elliott. Finishing 13th is number 1 of Kurt Busch. Finishing 14th is number 2 of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 15th is number 42 of Ross Chastain. 16th is number 99 of Daniel Suarez. 17th is number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 18th and number 5 of Kyle Larson. Finishing 19th is number 43 of Eric Jones. And rounding up the top 20, we have the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20. We have the number 4 of Kevin Harvick. 
bringing out the last caution in this race, finishing 24th, three laps down. Kind of an unfortunate thing to happen to him. We also had Ryan Newman cause that other accident. He finished 30th in this race in that number six Oscar Mayer Wiener's car. And then right out the field in 38th was the number 77 of Justin Haley, who completed a whopping one lap due to engine problems. Pathetic from Spire Motorsports. Only running one lap and you weren't even a starting park. You just didn't have good equipment. And that is the final results here for the Toyota Owners 400. Now for this race, I have to give it a lot of criticism because let's be honest here, us as a race fan here in short track in the name, we usually get really excited. It's like, oh, it's going to be bumping and banging. There's going to be cars passing all over the place. It's going to be aggressive. Cars are going to be spinning out. There's going to be a lot of action. There's going to be a lot of strategies during cautions. None of that really happened at all. Yes, there was strategies. It was honestly who could get to pit road first. That is about it that we saw here at Richmond Raceway. And Richmond, let's be honest here, has been the most boring short track race in the last few years. Now, I know what people are saying. Oh, but that finish was amazing at the end. You're going to seriously tell me that the last 20 laps could make up for the first 380 laps? There really wasn't that much passing. Yes, Denny Hamlin and Martin Trex Jr. were the class of the field, but once one of them had a little problem, uh, well, big problem for Martin Trex Jr., when he sped, it felt like the race was over. There was really wasn't anything else to watch. Thank goodness for Kevin Harvick getting that flat tire. Obviously, Stuart Haas Racing doesn't think the same thing, but... There's really not too much excitement ever going on here at Richmond. Honestly, someone dominates the entire race and winds up winning it at the end. This is one of those very few that that did not happen. Richmond needs to get a major adjustment here with the new car because honestly, the Gen 6 car hasn't really done much here at Richmond. So hopefully there's a well-needed change because if you remember from the Gen 5 car or the Gen 4 car, races here were awesome. There was a lot of excitement. Everything was going on. We don't really see that too much more with the Gen 6. Here's hoping that the Gen 7 can do something. Now there are some drivers here that I should give some credit to. They actually were able to perform a good race. Obviously, let's give it up for the number 48 of Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman was really the third or fourth best car throughout the entire race. Had an issue in the middle of the race where he took his air hose out of the pit box. Kind of similar to Ryan Blaney. Pit crew members need to keep an eye on those hoses because obviously that is going to cost some victories. It already happened to Ryan Blaney. Almost happened to Alex Bowman too. However, Able to get the victory. Now the third winner of Rick Henrik Motorsports this year. It's funny to see that the champion of last year is the only one who hasn't gotten a victory in Rick Henrik. Hmm. Chase Elliott fans might be a little pissed off at that one, but I wouldn't stress out too much. You still got some road course races coming on. This is the best that I've seen Rick Henrik in a long time because, let's be honest, Alex Bowman probably looked like the weakest driver there in Rick Henrik Motorsports, and he was able to win that race with power behind him. Good job for Rick Henrik and all those guys. Also, a good old thumbs up for Eric Amarola and Matt Benedetto. Two drivers have been really struggling so far at the beginning of this 2021 season. Finally needed a race to go in their direction, and Eric Amarola does what he is known for, getting the top 10 in a race, not being too flashy. That's just what he does. And also for Matt Benedetto, has everything happened to him so far this year, and now finally he gets some good luck on his side with a top 10. Will we see Matt Benedetto in victory lane? We might see it at Talladega, but other than that, I think he's going to be in the Eric Amarola spot and get some solid top 10s if he wants to get back into playoff contention. Also a thumbs up, not to Denny Hamlin, but how about his pit crew with 11.9 second pit stops? That's been some of the fastest pit stops that we have seen all year and actually for quite a long time. They did 
everything for Denny Hamlin to get that victory, but Denny Hamlin did what he is known for, and that is choking near the end. Ugh, another second place finish. He's gonna get a victory, but my goodness, it's gotta be really rough being on the podium almost every single weekend, but not being at the very top. A silver medal for you, Denny Hamlin. It's your best finish, and it's probably the most pissed off I've seen you this entire year. And then lastly, how about a thumbs up to Anthony Alfredo? Hey, he didn't have a good finish. He finished 31st, but at least he was there at the very end, and he did not spin out once in this race. That's major improvement for that number 38 team. That's all I gotta really say about that. Now, let's look at some thumbs down here in this race. Obviously, we got to give it to all the drivers who ran past pit road going way too fast in turn three or four. I know Richmond is a very hard track to get in on pit road, but William Byron screwed up on lap 342, ran past pit road, didn't get a penalty, thank goodness, but he did lose a little bit of time, finished seventh in this race, still keeping that top 10 going. Let's give it up for Rudy, Rudy, for giving that number 24 team staying so consistent. And then also for Martin Trex Jr., you had the race. You were so damn close. And then you sped on pit road. Mm, it's got to be brutal. But you stayed on the lead lap, so I can't give you too much grief. But still, speeding on pit road is a big no-no. And then lastly, let's look at his partner, number 18 of Kyle Busch. Going too fast to turn three and four once again. Hey, this time he wasn't going for the victory. He was just trying to get on pit road. But you know what? If that doesn't happen, he could potentially be the leader and the winner of this race. Eh, well, pretty unfortunate for Kyle Busch. We're going to have to once again see how long it's going to take before he gets a victory here and this season. And then honestly, thumbs down for Richmond Raceway. You know why? Because now Alex Bowman won the race. And we all know what happens when Alex Bowman wins a race. What's the other two tracks he's won at? Chicagoland <gasps> and Auto Club Speedway. <gasps> oh no. You mean the two tracks that we don't even see on the schedule anymore? Are we about to lose a racetrack that's been a staple in NASCAR since 1953? Hey, North Wilkesboro knows how that feels, and maybe Richmond Raceway may be the next one to go. Honestly, we're joking about this, but wouldn't that be damn interesting if we see Richmond Raceway not make it to the 2022 schedule? I'm waiting for Jayski to say that. Richmond Raceway hasn't been providing good races, so NASCAR decided to put Richmond on the shelf for next year. That would be pretty damn crazy, but obviously that's not going to happen, but it's always great to speculate that Alex Bowman is a track killer. Now let's move on to a newer segment. Let's look on the progression so far here in the 2021 season. We're a quarter of the way done, and let's see which teams are performing and which teams are kind of drooping. It is time to do a quick review of the 2021 season. Thirty-six races in the schedule, nine races down, another twenty-seven to go. Who's looking good and who's looking pretty bad? Well, let's look at the let's be a little positive here. Let's look at the most improved drivers so far from last year. I'm going to compare the 2020 point standings to today. I mean the point system has stayed the same. Thank God it usually doesn't do that from year to year, but it has from 2020 to 2021. The guy who has improved the most from last year, believe it or not, has been Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin last year at this point, he was 7th at the points, scoring 276 points. Granted, he did have two victories, and compared to this year, <laughs> no victories. But I still see a victory on the horizon for that number 11 car. First place right now, 434 points. That is pretty damn impressive. Denny Hamlin, keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely the guy to beat this year. If only you would stop beating yourself. 
The second best driver has been his partner, the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Joe Gibbs Racing has been doing an incredible job here in the first quarter of the season, and especially with this fourth car, the number 20 machine, as honestly in the last couple of years, hasn't really been up to the same levels as the other cars. But let's look on how Christopher Bell is doing from his rookie year to his sophomore year. From 25th to points to 10th in points, doing 118 points better in the first nine races. Well done, Christopher Bell. You are showing why you were able to replace Eric Jones in that fourth spot at Joe Gibbs Racing. And then also another shout out to number 24 of William Byron for Rick Henrik Motorsports. You know, he was one of the biggest shockers. We thought he was going to be doing amazing and then he's just been doing ass ever since he moved up into the Cup Series. Not anymore. Now he's got a crew chief that he actually likes. Sorry, Chad Knauss and Darian Grubb. You may have championships behind you, but you weren't going to build a champion around William Byron. Rudy Fogel, though, he might be able to do that. 17th in points to 4th in points, doing 94 points better than the first quarter of last year. That's almost 10 positions every single race. Not a bad job by the number 24 team. And then also a quick shout-out. Let's give it out to Daniel Suarez. You know, I thought Trackhouse Racing was going to be another one of those Spire Motorsports teams. Not really doing anything, but man, Justin Marks, and also Pitbull know how to put a team together here for the beginning of the year because Daniel Suarez with the number 96 team was, let's be honest, not really a great team to begin with. He goes from 31st in the points to now 23rd. Not anything too spectacular, but hey, anything for Daniel Suarez to move forward is an improvement for me. 69 points, very, very nice there, for Daniel Suarez in the improvement column for the first quarter of 2021. And then lastly, how about this? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the number 47. Typically, we don't talk about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. unless it's Talladega or Daytona. Not so this year. That number 47 team, we've been seeing them running around the top 10 in quite a few races that we never would have thought. Short tracks and intermediate tracks have honestly not been too bad for JTD Daughtry Racing. Keep an eye on that team. They may be filling in one of those last spots for the playoffs if they keep this consistency going. And then here's the top teams that have been improving compared to last year. Rick Henrik, believe it or not, is only the third best, only improving 77 points as a whole, which means that's honestly about less than 10 points. Honestly, it is an improvement, but definitely nothing too crazy. But you can definitely tell Rick Henrik is starting to change things around. It's just that Chase Elliott kind of is doing a little bit worse than what he was doing last year. Moving on to Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs at this time was sitting at 6th, 7th, 9th, and 14th. They were still near the front, but they weren't really top tier. Looking at it this year, they are 1st, 2nd, 10th, and 11th in the points so far up to this point, improving by 249 points as a whole team. That's about 67 points each. That's almost a race and a half of improvement by Joe Gibbs Racing. Well done to you guys. You are the second most improved team from last year. But number one goes to the just aforementioned JTD Daughtry Racing with the number 37 and 47. Hey, Ryan Priest, I thought he was done after the 2020 season, but now he's an open charter car, and believe it or not, being an open charter has made it better for the number 37 team. And then also, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. being very consistent now, something we haven't ever really seen since he's joined the Cup Series, now they have improved 64 points each race. Keep this going. I don't know if we can see the number 37 car in the playoffs. If so, I think that would be more of a shocker than the number 34 of Michael McDowell making it into the 2021 playoffs. Now, okay, we've been too positive here on this podcast. We got to look at the guys who have been doing really bad this year. And the first one's an easy one. We all know who it is. It's the number four of Kevin Harvick. Harvick, you were first in the points 
at this point last year, scoring 370 points. You are now in eighth at 273 points. That is a 97-point deficit compared to last year. Almost two races worse up to this point. Harvick and Stuart Haas Racing, you need to get it together because he's not the only one on this list. We have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola was sitting in 11th in points at this time. Now he's in 27th, 137 points. His chances of making it in is almost a win and you must get in. He could do it at Talladega, maybe even Daytona, because they all seem to be the only tracks that Eric Amarola can win in. Not trying to be rude, that's just only where his past victories have been. But Eric, you need to start getting some stuff put together. Stuff needs to start getting figured out for that number 10 team because they're going to be one of the shockers to kind of miss it compared to last year 103 points deficit oh that is horrible and these are drivers in the same equipment how about drivers who've changed equipment well let's look at the number 43 of eric jones eric jones was driving the number 20 car last year then got replaced by christopher bell and christopher bell has made the most of it while eric jones hasn't really made the most in his current equipment. He's now with the number 43 of Richard Petty Motorsports, sitting in the 26th position at only 147 points. 81 point deficit from last year. Hey, I already know that Richard Petty Motorsports equipment is not nearly as good as Joe Gibbs Racing, obviously, but if you look at the 2020 season of Bubba Wallace, he was still doing six points better than you. And we all know how Eric Jones thinks. He thinks he's racing around a bunch of amateurs. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't get your performance up in that number 43 car this might be the best ride that you will get from here moving forward so step it up eric jones you're in the number 43 equipment you got to get something happening over there and then the last driver i want to touch on well not necessarily a driver let's just go with a team how about the number 38 team for front row motorsports how bad have they done since john hunter nemechek has left them well let me tell you pretty god awful because last year at this point they were sitting 20th at 165 points not too bad hey John Hunter Nemechek caused a lot of cautions last year, but at least he would still get good finishes. Anthony Alfredo, however, he does cause the same amount of cautions, but there's a difference. He actually can't finish the race because now he's sitting at 30th in points, 75! He hasn't even hit triple digits yet! 90 points worse compared to last year? Your teammate has won a race already! Front Row Motorsports has a victory this year, and they have a team sucking major ass. They need to do some improvements there, otherwise they'll be as laughable as Red Bull Racing was back in 2011 where Brian Vickers got a victory running in the playoffs and then Scott Speed was being good old Scott Speed. Now, we obviously know that Stuart Haas Racing has been dragging ass here at the beginning of the 2021 season. How bad has it been? Can you think almost 300 points bad? They were sitting last year at this point 1st, 11th, 12th, and 26th. They now sit at 8th, 25th, 27th, 28th. Only one driver doing actually pretty good this year, and that's Kevin Harvick. But even then, Kevin Harvick is not looking nearly as good as what he once was. This is a big issue over here. Almost two races each of points being lost compared to last year. Stuart Haas Racing, we gotta turn things around over there if you wanna be competing against the big dogs. If not, you're gonna turn into the next Roush Racing, and we do not wanna see that happen to such great talent that you already have over there in your equipment. And another team that's kind of struggling, how about Chip Ganassi Racing? Yes, everyone was talking about how great Kurt Busch was at the beginning of the year, but now he's kind of fallen off in the last few races. And honestly, their points are not looking that good right now. They were sitting 10th and 18th in the owner points. I'm not going to include Kyle Larson as himself and Matt Kenseth as himself, because that's not going to be really fair towards the points. So let's just look at the owner points themselves. 
Still, great drivers, most of them champions except Kyle Larson, who might be a future champion if he just keeps his mouth shut when he's doing streams. Now they sit at 15th and 24th here in the 2021 season. Granted, Ross Chastain is a newer driver here in the Cup Series. He did race for lower equipment, but they still gotta step it up. 45 points each deficit, Ugh, really not that good. And then lastly, let's look at Rick Rare Racing. Rick Rare Racing went from a three-car team to a four-car team. How well has that improved on them? 13 point deficit from last year. Now that doesn't sound like much, but this team is just so god awful that the chances of any of them getting in the top 30 in owner points is an honest joke. The number 66 team just announced that they're going to go part time. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually beat that number 52 car in owner points because my goodness Rick Rare, you're not out there to perform. You're out there to sell advertising space and if they take away your charters at the end of this year, say bye bye to those two charters because Rick Rare Racing, you do not deserve a charter with the performance that you've been doing so far in the last couple of years. And those are the biggest takeaways so far for the first quarter of the 2021 season. Honestly, it has been really, really good. The Richmond race and the Atlanta race, yeah, they're kind of letdowns. But overall, this season has still been super exciting. Is it the best season ever as they keep advertising? I think they still need to make more adjustments. Hopefully, we get a lot more better finishes here in the second quarter of the season. Obviously, we got some good races lined up. We got Talladega. We got a few brand new racetracks, the Coca-Cola 600. I'm hoping that we get some really good races here coming up in the future that can honestly say that this season is one of the best seasons ever. So far, it's trying to meet those expectations, but I think we still need a few more improvements. Still though, the fact that we've had so many kind of shocker winners, that's actually really cool to see. Now let's see if some of the veterans can start getting victories here in the second quarter. And now that brings us to the end of today's episode. I know we're missing the award segment. Where is that segment? Well, we're going to be moving it on to Fridays because I did really want to touch on the quarter review of the season so far. So don't worry. It's still going to be here. We're just going to be moving it on to the Friday slot rather than the Monday slot. So don't worry. That stuff will be on there. And we'll also go over the fantasy picks for Talladega. Let me tell you, it's going to be a crab shoot. Just always how Talladega is. But I feel like we're going to be having some good picks because I honestly did pretty all right here in the Richmond race. So now I'm feeling a little bit more optimism. Maybe I can get my first win in the Field Filler League. So thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into Pit Road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.